Hello and welcome into the sad fan where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made us sad. Um, yeah, I'm I am the sad fan this week. Uh, Oregon put it on UCLA. Uh, so I'm sure I have like something coming my way. We'll see uh, that I have to pay up my bet for. But yeah, I mean, you know, we put it out there. I think um, the better team lost. I mean, one. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it was it was it was a good time to do the flying V out there for the Oregon Ducks. They uh, they definitely put the triple deke on us there in that game. Um, in the ugliest uniforms possible. Yeah, no, I mean, I, Chip Kelly. I was kind of, like, coming around by the end of the game, but at first I was like, what yeah. is this? But I, I think they should have just stuck with all black and pink. Yep, same. But. Well, I guess Chip Kelly uh, didn't plan well enough because they knew that we always go glove side. Some of you that are paying attention have caught on. I'm just throwing out Mighty Ducks things. I don't want to talk about the Oregon Ducks, but I know I'm going to have to. So I, I was trying to make it uh, palatable for myself there uh, by just talking about the <laughs> Mighty Ducks, something we can all love. No, um, no. Because that, <laughs> that game was really hard to watch <laughs> for me. But let's start where we always start, what made us sad. I will go with uh, Brittany Griner's uh, plea getting denied. Uh, they maintained her sentence of nine years for literally uh, the most minimal amount of hash oil, not even actual cannabis, <laughs> that that uh, you could. And Wes and I have talked about this, and I know Chelsea, uh, this is her first time on this subject on the pod. Uh, but essentially what I said, Chelsea, in our pod a couple weeks ago, uh, or months ago at this point, was essentially she's a prisoner of war. And that's all they're doing yeah. because there, there's no reason for her not to be extradited back to the United States outside of uh, Russia's mad at us for putting embargoes on them for attacking a country. So I don't know where you guys stand on that, but I thought that was pretty heartbreaking that, that it's just literally she's a prisoner of war and they're just using her to get, you know, the merchant of death out of U.S. custody. Right. And it clearly is one of those political maneuverings. I mean, unfortunately, as sad as it is to see that, you know, she wasn't able to appeal um, her sentence. The, it, it's still really frustrating, but it's expected, unfortunately. And I mean, I'm just going to use little like platform here. Like if you are traveling abroad, check with the State Department. And the only time I will ever like tell anyone to just submit to government tracking is to register your itinerary with the State Department. Like so that way, if anything goes sideways, they know immediately where you are. Like things happen so quickly and it's really hard to watch the news when you're living in a foreign country or just visiting. You don't know when something happens and like the whole situation around you changes. Like just do it. The State Department website's right there. And if anything ever happens, find the consulate or embassy. Like they are there to help you. Yeah, I mean, clearly this is all a political ploy and it's really sad because she's never going to be the same person. She's being sent to a penal colony where she will be required to do heavy forced manual labor for nine years. And I mean, even an athlete, you know, we don't know what they're feeding her. We don't know how they're treating her, like corporal punishment she's receiving, that kind of thing. The abuses go on and on. She is a known she she's married. She has a wife. She's a known yeah. lesbian in a country that has said they want to eradicate all gay people. So I mean, there's a lot of concern for her. And you're right. It's just going to be 
trading trading POWs, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, I I think unfortunately, like like I said, they're looking at her as uh, a trade partner for the Merchant of Death, is who Russia wants back. Mm -hmm. And one of these things is not like the other. Uh, go ahead, Wes. You look like yeah. you were going to say something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have expected anything else from Russia, given the political climate. Like, I would have been shocked if they reduced her sentence at all. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, nothing yeah, but we can so do. Like, diplomatic channels are still open and that something can be negotiated. If not today, then soon. Yeah, soon and that, better. that was sad news uh, that came out just before we're recording this. So that came out uh, in, in the States Tuesday afternoon. Uh, that news came out from abroad. Uh, and speaking of political movements, uh, Ted Cruz, huh, Chelsea? Tried to make a little appearance at a Yankees game. Yeah. So as I was telling you guys earlier, I didn't even notice that he was in the Astros, like our, at the Yankees game. He was sitting right behind home plate, and I just saw some Astros fans. And then I was on Twitter. Someone pointed it out. And then I couldn't unsee this guy. And... As soon as I like saw, like someone pointed it out, he shoves a big hot dog in his mouth. Like, <laughs> just, he's so wow. disgusting, <laughs> so gross. And then just literally like lifts his sleeve, uses the whole back of his arm and his hand to wipe off like the mustard or what else he had on, and then just like swigs back beer. And I was like, that's so gross. It's so gross. It put me in such a bad mood for the rest of the game. And <laughs> just even after they booed him out with his fellow Texan. <laughs> like you were but you were still in a bad mood. I agree with you, Wes. But you were still in a bad mood after he was booed out of the stadium, given like double middle fingers by a billion people and things like that. <laughs> Those are my people. Those are my people. <laughs> was the game in Houston or in New York? Oh, it was, it was in, in New, New York. York. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was, uh... I got booed out. New York. Yeah, he was, he was booed out of the stadium. No, he stayed After the, the whole game. Lost, he went, I stopped watching. I stopped watching the baseball. The baseball. Yeah. yeah. I stopped watching the baseball. I was like, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it was a tie game when Ted Cruz left, if I'm not mistaken, because I think he got a lot of flack. Like, lots of people were making fun of him. They're like, who leaves a tie game in, like, the fourth or fifth inning or something like that? Uh, well, based based on his continuous beer, beer count that I saw, he probably just had to pee because he did come back. He was there for gotcha. the rest of the game. Okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. politicians do have to pee, Fry. Oh, fair enough. That's true. They, they don't get uh, – they don't get – uh, golf carts to carry them away. <laughs> did you hear, speaking of that, uh, we're, we're going to get to what made West said here in just a second. Speaking of that, did you guys hear, did you guys watch Red Zone at all, by the way? No. No. Okay, so that's that's essentially my primary way of absorbing the NFL, so I can kind of take in every single game. Oh, someone has ADD. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and the no. one, unless it's the Raiders game. Like, the Raiders game is the only football game, unless it's like a really, really good game that I'll watch all the yeah. way through. And it's very rare for us to get like a really great game this early. Like the, and, and plus remember they're on so late that it's just oh, easier sure. for me to stay up <laughs> and, and watch if everything. There's a lot of stimuli going on when, when, uh, when he was carted off for his knee injury, which I'm sad about. Luckily there was no structural damage to DK Metcalf's knee. He's one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. He, the announcers were like, well, we see there the DK is getting carted off and, we don't want to make any assumptions because as some of you have seen, 
he was carted off last week for having to use or a couple weeks ago for having to use the restroom. So let's not jump to any conclusions on this. One. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's amazing. <laughs> so, so that's some yeah, good so, sports casting right there. It was perfect. It was like right on the spot. But out, outside of DK Metcalf now confusing us for the next 10 years or so, whenever he gets on a car, like, is he got to go number two or what's happening? Is he actually injured? <laughs> Let's wait and find out if he makes it back to the field. Uh, is that mud? No, never mind. We won't go there. Uh, so, Wes, <laughs> what made you sad this week? Uh, well, not much made me sad, but uh, I'm going to go to college game day and uh, Lee Corso. Like, I've been watching Lee Corso, like, come to Eugene for game days for a while now. And it's just, like, sad to see him um, kind of, like, declining a little bit. And uh, when he put on, or, like, right before he put on the duck head, he said, well, I don't really have much else to say, but I love you to the duck, to the yeah. mascot. And that just, like, kind of... That broke my heart because that might be the last time that he ever like interacts with the mascot on game day. So, yeah, yeah, it's such a small thing, but it's like it's such like a wholesome college moment, and it makes you kind of like you know just cheer a little bit harder for college football. At least I know I do than like you know some of the pros who are there just so they don't get fined. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to talk about that guy later. Yeah, no. I mean, if I'm sorry. If he was my grandpa, I just want him to be home, comfortable. Yeah. You know, just yeah. living a good life for the last little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's gonna. It's definitely going to be a change not seeing his face on the TV. I do think that ESPN's kind of planning for that. I think that's why we have Pat out there now. Uh, I think yeah. I love Pat. Be, yeah. Pat, Pat <laughs> is, like, the best, like, sports, like, entertainment like personality like going right now like everything right. he does is great like college game day his his podcast or his show it's it's gold everything he so, touches is gold right now so I, his show his show hashtags though are always something really weird but they always start with like pms the pat mccaffey show <laughs> and so every time i'm just like what what the fuck does that have to do with like my, my mentor, like what is so going on? And then we're like, oh, I can't <laughs> like, let it go that you made. Wait, I can't let it go that Chelsea just made him ultra Irish. If if when people <laughs> listen to this, just rewind it about thirty seconds, and Chelsea made Pat McAfee insanely Irish by making him Pat McAfee, <laughs> like made him the most <laughs> Irish putter ever in the history of football. That was awesome. I'm sorry. That's why I apologize. And that was throwing you off because you were making a fantastic point because that hashtag is hilarious. But that's not what I was laughing because you made him insanely Irish, like straight out working on the railroad. Irish. Do you guys remember like Bo Burnham's like, and Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> like when they tried yes. to. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no. It was fantastic. But yeah, in that vein of. Um, Companies not hiring a workforce, uh, regardless of age, that can relate to their more youthful workforce. Pardon me, uh, leadership that can relate to their more youthful workforce. It looks like ESPN is is kind of doing that, and it, it makes sense that that they would because they're a media organization, right? So they need to relate to younger fans. They need to do something to bring in younger fans. And uh, what Wes said probably stands true with a lot of college football fans, where they really enjoy Pat uh, McAfee or McAfee. 
uh, however you choose to go about it. Uh, but they do, and it, he does make college game day fun, whether it's backflipping into the river in Tennessee or uh, hanging out with the duck in Oregon. Uh, he is making it an event that we can all relate to, and he understands that the way to be popular in today's society, whether you want to get on board or not, it's going viral. Like, you don't have to get yeah. on board, but you will get left behind, and he finds ways to uh, go viral. And we'll probably go viral because we just got – uh, a close-up look to Wes's brain because he just showed us right in the camera. It was pretty amazing. Uh, I didn't have enough time to even go away from it. It was just right there. I just saw, yeah, his entire <laughs> brain. It's a pretty now, spectacular thing. <laughs> outside of of what made us sad, there was a lot that happened in college football as recent as yesterday or, or this evening, pardon me, for those of you on the West Coast. Uh, Wes, what, what were you telling us in the production meeting is going on in college football right now? Uh, well, there's a lot. Uh, so let's see. I think it was three, maybe four Texas A&M players that are indefinitely suspended for smoking weed in the locker room before the game against South Carolina. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, I'm totally on board with smoking weed. But, like, in the locker room before a game? Bro. Yeah. In, in two states where it's not legal. Like, I was going to say, yeah, I don't think it's legal in Texas yet Texas. either. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely not legal in Texas. I know that for sure. <laughs> but. I think Jimbo's not long for this world, right? He's going to have to get up on the press conference and be like, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, they were smoking that devil's lettuce, and that's just not something we stand for here at uh, um, Texas A&M. And perhaps we should go back out there on the field and uh, continue trying to figure out how to win games before they terminate my contract. Uh, but outside... <laughs> But outside of making fun of Jimbo Fisher, who now we know is not responsible for the recruits they get as their uh, pay stubs uh, just incense in Nick Saban with anger when they see how much Texas A&M is paying for players. Uh, you can't lose your locker room completely and not win. Just ridiculous. Like, there's just, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Another, another coach is losing their weed locker room. Yeah. Uh, another coach I was just going to say, weed isn't a performance in him. Chelsea, you go ahead and then Wes will go. You go ahead and finish your point, and then Wes will go. All I was trying to say is that weed isn't even a like performance-enhancing drug. Why would yeah. you do it before a game? It slows yeah. down reaction time, everything. Like There's a mute button, Wes. So if you ever need to sneeze or cough, you just you hit that mute button like I do when I'm clearing my throat. It's amazing. Bless hey, don't tell me what to do. How about that? Okay? Yeah, don't tell me what to do. Um, another coach who's losing their locker room, though, is Brian Harson. Um, he's already had, like, a few players transfer enter the transfer portal this uh, this year, and including uh, Bo Nix uh, from last year, uh, who's doing yeah. great, by the way. I'm, I'm going to say it. He's a good quarterback. Screw you, Fry. Um, not a but good he's, Still uh, not a great he's person. telling players now, basically, um, <laughs> like, either the only way you're allowed to redshirt this year is, like, for medical reasons. Otherwise, you can just enter the transfer portal and leave. And they've already had a couple players enter the transfer portal. And uh, he's I think he's lost the team, and he'll be gone soon enough. But you know what? Matt uh, Rule's the, out there. For those of you not doing the math, uh, he's referring to Auburn's head coach. That That is Auburn's head coach. And, I mean, it's been a dumpster fire in Auburn since Gene Chizik yeah. was there. Um, I mean, sure, yeah. I guess Gus Malzahn did his thing for a little while, but they've never been the same team since uh, 
Gene Chizik was there. And, and I don't think it's because he was a good coach. I think he just happened across Cam Newton, right? Like, that's essentially what happened. Yeah. Is he got a six foot six machine at quarterback and <laughs> that no one could stop. Yeah. Um, go ahead, but, Chelsea. What were you going to say? But telling players that they can't have a red shirt year is not how you get recruits either, because that's supposed yeah. to be that whole transition year of like being able to just get into college, adjust to it, like figure your life out as an independent adult and also play football at a very high level. So, I mean, why would you, why would you do that? Just I mean, at, the same though, sense. at the same time though, like if your coach wants you to play, you play. Well, if you have to burn your red shirt because of like a lack of lack of depth in the position, that is one thing like that is completely different. And also, yes, if you come into college and you're ready to play, but like that's, it's kind of evaluated like right as you're going into the season. Right. So yeah. it's there for like player protection and also, you know, it's... so, so yeah. Wes and I thought so... about this last week um, because he, he's like on the side of development and, and so am I, like I, I came across, like I wasn't when I was listening back and I am on the side of development and, and I want to make that clear with this statement. Red shirting is also a way to build depth on your football team, like quality depth. If right. you can redshirt players, that gives them an extra year of eligibility when perhaps uh, that freshman year their body wasn't ready, um, they're not prepared properly for what they're about to do mentally, and it gives that extra year of cushion, and it can create great players who gain more experience in that year. Because redshirt players exactly. practice still, they go through walkthroughs, they do film study, uh, <clears throat> so they do everything, they get in the weight room. They just don't see the field, and that gives them that extra year. Right. So you could actually have a fifth-year senior, a traditional fifth-year senior, uh, play football. And we see success with that at the college level. I stand by what I said. It's it's not it's the exception, not the rule in the NFL. We don't see a lot of you know quarterbacks that are significantly older in today's NFL be successful. But in college, I mean, it really can differentiate your team from other teams. Look at what Hooker's doing in Tennessee. Yeah. Like, he looks great. Look at Sam Hartman. Uh, I think he's a senior. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's a senior at Wake Forest. And he just destroyed Boston College this week. Five touchdowns, only one interception. Wake Forest is ranked, which is wild. You know, like, <laughs> that's in itself, that's wild. I don't know. And it's, yeah, I mean, like it, it's, it's all due to him being a great quarterback and no one's talking about him. Everybody's on C.J. Stroud, and I don't need to do another show about how Ohio State quarterbacks are consistently overrated, and it's basically Texas Tech. Um, yeah, they, they don't work out in the NFL, ever. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Not a single one. I defy yep. Go back and find me an Ohio State quarterback <laughs> that was good in the NFL. Um, shit, Braxton Miller couldn't even play wide receiver in the NFL. So they're just, they just <laughs> never work out. Um, but, yeah, you got C.J. Stroud. You got uh, Bryce Young. You've got uh, uh, Hooker at Tennessee. And these are the quarterbacks mm -hmm. everyone's talking about. And meanwhile, Sam yeah. Hartman, you know, maybe two losses. I got to look. Uh, and he's just trudging along, putting up crazy numbers, uh, looking good against whoever he plays. Uh, and, and I dig that. I hope he gets uh, more visibility, maybe through an NIL deal. But before there were NIL deals, golly, say that five times fast. Before there were NIL deals, there were duffel bags of cash in players' rooms. Right, Wes? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lindell White was on a, uh, I think he was with Barstool today, and he was uh, he was telling the guys that the most he ever found was when he moved into his uh, his first apartment at USC, he had a he found a duffel bag full of 150 G's in like 
hard cash, like rubber banded together and everything. Just like sitting there for him. What's that when ingested for inflation today? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. $17. <laughs> a lot more, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the equivalent? yeah, like 500000 probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's it was the Wild West back then. I mean, that was the same time as Reggie Bush, and we all knew Reggie Bush was getting yeah. paid. So is it really a surprise that Lindell White was getting paid? No. Yeah, that it was down the roster, not just one guy. But Yeah, yeah it's, it's just back. funny I seeing mean, all these guys now come out and talk about it. Like, now that NIL is out, like, there's a lot more guys that are coming out talking about all the crap that was going on back then. I mean, people forget how stacked that defense was, too. You had Ray, Ray Malawega, Sean Cody. Um, you had Troy Palomalu, Palomalu. Was, was on those teams. Yeah, Troy Palomalu was on those teams. Marcus May was on those teams. Like, that uh, Clay Matthews. Ross, Clay, yeah, Clay Matthews. Yeah. Was it Carpenter on that team as well? Um, that team was stacked. And Clay Matthews, yeah. I don't think, even was, like, one of their main linebackers. I think no, Brian, Cushing, he wasn't. Brian Cushing was on that team, right? Like, that team was was stacked, all right? Like, it wasn't – so let's just stop with the Matt Liners, Carson Palmers, Mike Williams. Like, no, that team was stacked from the from the ground yeah. up. And, and we're seeing that that's how you build the team, is backroom deals, under-the-table cash, um, I'm not sure if he should have done that and said exactly how much money he got because the IRS will come knocking regardless of statute of limitations. They might be like, but they give, they give you cash, right? No. Nope. It's not listed nope. as tips. So, seven years. Seven, seven, seven years? years uh, 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 so there IRS you go. can only go back seven years. Sorry, Wesley Snipes. There you go. Um, he's, he's, but, safe. he's safe. <laughs> so he's, he, he's good to go. Uh, and that's our New York <laughs> financial expert. And they never do anything yeah. wrong with financials in New York. We know that. <laughs> it's, the statute of limitations is seven years unless the money was acquired in the act of a crime that has not yet also met statute of limitations. But yes, otherwise seven years. So he's good. He's, he's off the hook. Um, and now that we have NIL deals, there's there's some things that make you uncomfortable about NIL deals, right? Chelsea, we were saying earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's something to be said about like the lack of you know equity across how these deals are done, not just you know across like just college football in general, but I mean, what does that mean for a school? You know, where you have like let's say Alabama football is really like their only standout sport. There, but so I mean, like, are the softball players getting nil deals? Like, are there you know people on the soccer team that are getting these deals? Like, what do these deals look like? You know, are they they're not getting the state farm kind of money, you know, that, <laughs> and is he doing I state get, farm? I thought he was doing Nissan Heisman house. Well, he's doing Nissan Heisman house, but I feel like he was on state farm. I'm not sure. I don't okay. really care, but he's doing, okay. he's doing like national, he's doing national commercials. Right. Whereas like, I've seen some of these deals where it is like, here's a college athlete, like going for the nearest like chicken hut, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, cool and it's like okay well nice you know you did your little promo spot but really when it comes down to it the types of players that are getting targeted for these nil deals already have scholarships they already have their housing paid for they already have their meals taken care of you know usually through the athletic department covering all of this and there are still plenty of kids on even alabama's football team 
who are not on scholarships, who are not receiving the same kinds of like living stipends that these guys are receiving. So, I mean, how do you even make it fair? Like, how do you make it make sense to everyone else? And I don't know if that's like pooling the money or if it's saying, you know, if X percent of like one team has an NIL deal, like you've got to figure out how to like spread the, spread the love around because I mean, boosters, boosters of the university own how many local businesses, you know, how many chicken huts and car dealerships and, you know, whatever, something, I don't know. It feels, there's still something kind of like it about the way the NIL is constructed right now. I I think we're going to have that for a while though. I think right now, this is the the best world we can create. The, The players have deserved some form of compensation because I, one, they already overcharge. To go to these, yeah. uh, to and go to I, some of these. To be clear, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm just saying, like, let's spread the love. Let's spread the peanut yeah. butter a little well, bit further. Well, the good thing is, is it also allows these players to make money, uh, kind of invest in themselves and make money off of their own yeah. name. Like, they can do their own Absolutely. thing and get money that way by, like, using their status in the school. Like, they can do, like, a YouTube or whatever, like, about, mm. like, True. them. Like, and they can get paid for it. Yeah, and, and honestly, the name, image, likeness deal, it's, it, it is, yes, you're right, Chelsea, a bulk of the money that the school is going to go chase is going to go to the big-name players. But there is no reason, as we've talked about, uh, the LSU gymnast and some other uh, famous mm-hmm. figures on uh, Instagram and TikTok where they can now get paid to be sponsored. They don't have to fall under the fake flag of amateurism to get paid, it's on them. They can do whatever it takes to get their money, to get their bag, and it's not against the rules anymore. They're not going to get disqualified uh, from NCAA competition. So so hopefully that continues to to take off. I mean, it should. I I, I think if we were to really look at YouTube receipts, uh, Instagram receipts, TikTok receipts on how much these people get paid, I would say women out-earn men on these platforms. Um, And I, I, I might be reaching there just based on what I see in front of me, but I, I don't think that's far fetched. I think even on podcasts, the Who's Your Daddy podcast, she made a fortune. Uh, yeah. I can't remember her well, name, but she made a fortune when she got signed. But I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, everyone tries to be an influencer. Yeah. But like, yeah. and tries to get these deals and stuff like that. But like, the reality is, is you still have to have the looks, you have to have the aesthetic, you have to have the face and the voice and the, you know, the ability to like pose yourself and the willingness to like Photoshop yourself and edit yourself until you're basically unrecognizable. And that's all I've seen from, unfortunately, you know, what I've looked at on social media, like actually looking at it critically, including, you know, some, some people that I've known in my life, like former friends and stuff like that, but like, you know, and good for them, but saying that, you know, like, oh, like, you, it'll be fair for women because they can go get money. It's not the same. And also a lot of That's not what I'm saying. Please. Well, no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. I, know. Uh, I just said I think they outer men. You said I think, I just said I think they outer men. <laughs> no, but. I'm sorry. You I just that one really yeah. quick. The other thing, too, is, like, <laughs> to be paid per post, right? Pitchforks. Like, it's usually, it's very, it's most often like very small dollar amounts, like, you know, a couple hundred dollars here or like a comp, like a comp goodie bag or something like that. It takes a lot of reach and a lot of influence to actually be paid like Kardashian money per post. Right. 
it's not going to happen for most people. Yeah. Like, and it's a slow burn. Like, um, I know that we're doing our best to promote uh, our podcast and our world here and some of the other things we do. Uh, I, I suck at Instagram. I, I'm going to admit it. Like, I, I need help there. My Instagram's not great. My, my Twitter game's okay, but even there, I only have, like, 150 followers or somewhere around there, right? And the, and the show page only has a few because Twitter's a bunch of dicks. And they shut down the yeah. original page. But uh, outside of that, uh, I had to build up a whole new page. So this, you're right, this game's not easy to get into. And yeah. I don't think that's that's why we're doing it. I mean, hopefully that's an end game because we'd like to bring this uh, show to people. I, I'd love to work daily because there's so much to go over even now that I'm having yeah. to cut stuff as we're moving forward because we've got about 10 minutes left in our show. And I'm looking at my list. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff we're not going to get to in today's show. And I, I think you're right, absolutely. But it's better than having nothing out there is what I'm saying. And yes, uh, the absolutely. reason I said, uh, I, I want to be clear, as Wes said, pitchforks. Uh, the reason <laughs> I said I think it's an arena where where women out-earn men is because, uh, Chelsea, you made the point that certain players, you said softball players, if they utilize those other arenas to their advantage, uh Instagram, TikTok, at least they're not getting left out and they're going to bring more visibility to themselves. And perhaps the boosters will see them is where I'm going with that. So, so yeah, I, I apologize. If it came across that way is what I was saying, but no, I was, I was just saying in order to get paid, you need to get visibility in the sport that Chelsea was bringing up. And, and unfortunately, sadly, uh, especially women's sports, they don't get a lot of visibility from the universities. And we've all seen, if you provide yeah. uh, these sports with visibility, we will watch, regardless of the gender. Right. Like the college softball uh, World Series does crazy numbers on ESPN. Like people on watch ESPN, that, yeah. you know. And whenever the WNBA is on or the NWSL is on, people watch. Like it people does numbers. It, we will watch what you promote, but you've got to actually put it on. And if you don't put it on, we won't see. And perhaps uh, through these social media platforms, no longer being outlawed for these athletes to make money they can get people to watch yeah. and bring visibility to their sport. Now, really quick, I only want to do about five minutes here, but somebody that's trying to bring visibility using sports, uh, maybe for different reasons, right? We've talked about it through sports washing is Qatar, and they want us to look past some of the not-so-great things they've done with media or journalism in their country, not-so-great things they've done with uh, females in their country, perhaps, uh, not-so-great things they've done with labor in their country, perhaps, and they want to use the World Cup to get past it. But they're still doing some pretty uh, different, is what we'll call it, things, right? So are you guys aware of the tracking that's going to be going on during the World Cup? Nope. Only from only from what you've shown me and then reading into some of the comments. And I so I actually haven't been to Doha. Like, I just put that out there. But I have okay. been through the Middle East. And... Uh, yeah, without my consent, I was enrolled in it into a uh, certain country's tracking program that involved something with my passport and something with me having to throw my contact lenses out in in the airport. I had to actually take them out of my eyes and they scan my retinas. And then I had to scan them at other places. It was very, very odd. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah. in order to go to this World Cup, even as a fan, even as a fan, you have to download two apps onto your cell phone so they can track you. Uh, Haya and Etheraz. Etheraz? I, I, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. Etheraz? Uh, probably but, Etheraz. But if you don't have these two and you have your, or, or if you have your location settings off, they will not allow you to go to the games. You are not allowed, not even in the fan villages, if you're not being tracked. 
Um, and I will say, like, even when I was doing the podcast in Bahrain with you guys, in Bahrain, I couldn't upload our podcast to without my VPN on. And if I was to not turn my VPN on on um, the American uh, areas, so like the embassies and the bases, if I didn't turn my VPN on, you can't turn on your VPN in country. You cannot do it. It will not turn on. It's blocked. So you you have to be on, yeah, you have to be on our state internet. Um, so United States internet somewhere in order to even activate the VPN. Because I had to disable my VPN to get into something on base, forgot to turn it back on, got back to my hotel, could not turn it on. No VPN. Jeez. So, so yeah, they're, they're all over you there. World Cup is in November. Uh, I know it's going to be hard for some people to watch to look past. I will tell you it is the greatest sporting event in the whole world. Okay, yes, football is the greatest sporting event in America, but the World Cup is the greatest Amazing. sporting event in the world. It, it's very sad. How I'm, I'm not going to say that – I don't want to say – I don't want to judge a nation of people by what we see on the media because I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. In Bahrain, I had a fantastic time. People were very nice to me. The locals were fantastic with me. Like I don't, yeah. but but there are things that that these places are known for that aren't exactly uh, flying with great colors as far well, as the human rights as, uh, aspect of it is concerned. Go ahead. Just like in the United States, you have to separate yeah. the politics from the people, the government yeah. from uh, the government actions from what the what the people are actually like. You know, not everyone believes in what this administration is doing for better or for worse and yeah. previous administration for better or for worse. But, you know, I, I also had a great time in the Middle East. I, it's some of my favorite food. I miss it so much, but like, you know, they're, they have been taking a very, very, very hard line against some things. And especially with tensions rising in Iran, like a lot of these countries are going to be cracking down even further, whether you like it or not, because they don't want once there's a push somewhere against these very strict dicta dictatorial regimes, especially those that follow, you know, the guise of religion and, you know, all of that, they, no one likes it. None of their neighbors like it. They don't want the revolution spreading past Iran. They don't want it to come to where they are. So I think that this is going to be very brutal for a lot of people. And this might be one of those areas where like, the U.S. government may not be able to help you if you are there. Yeah, it's you should still register your trip, <laughs> but they might not be able to help you. And a lot of Americans are being be told not to go to the World Cup. Yeah. By the way, lots of Americans are being and Americans still trying to figure out a way to protest certain things that are going on. I know England putting a match on their jersey. Uh, yeah, I, I can't go. I'm going to go to the next one in America. Uh, yes, but, but I mean, like I'm American, so. Perhaps other countries yeah. see it exactly as we're we're seeing what we're saying, you know. On to really quick touches on the NFL. It wasn't a it wasn't a super fun NFL weekend, but welcome back to a yeah yeah. Um, Some of the best yeah. teams would have bye weeks. It was the Eagles had yeah. bye weeks, the Bills had a bye week. It was kind of it was a little bit of a letdown, but it was a lull. Uh, not I, for you, not for you, yeah, Gino. Seahawks win. Gino rolling into Los Angeles. Yeah, so I have, I have a little bit of a trivia question for you guys. Okay, yeah. so there's four games this week. So Ravens, Buccaneers, Seahawks versus Giants, 49ers versus Rams, and Packers versus Bills. Only one of those games is between two winning teams. Which one is it? The Giants. Seahawks. Yeah, Giants, Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we know. Everybody 
if if you asked us before the season, Wes, we would no. we would be like no idea, <laughs> like, like no way. Mm. <laughs> we would say that's yep. going to be the worst game of this week. Yes, <laughs> that's crazy. That Where did the Giants good. come from? Where did the Giants come from? Can anyone think, tell me? They come from New York. Good. I just don't think that. No, they don't. They Actually, come from New, New Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. They share a stadium with the Jets, and that yeah. is pathetic. There's, there's, <laughs> there's only one team in New York, and lots of people forget that. There's only one football team that plays in New York, and that is the Jet Buffalo Country. Bills. Let's Bills. Fly. The Bills. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh my god. Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson was a Jets. Giants <laughs> country. Let's stop. I think no, he's so he's so cringeworthy, his his he would just be like, Jets country! Vroom! <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean like I feel like I felt the tears in Adam Scheffler's statement about why Russell Wilson couldn't. Guys, I tried so hard. They had to keep me off the field. I was like, hold me back, bro. Hold me back. They're like, shut up, Russell. Shut up. All right, enough already. Let's pillage. <laughs> you know what they say. They say an autumn wind is a raider. And I like to think of myself <laughs> as autumn wind. What are you even saying, Russell? What are you even saying? <laughs> now, outside of that, Joe Burrow's for real. I'm sorry. Like, he is that dude. No offensive line, no, like, just him, Jamar Chase, Boyd, and Higgins are that offense. Because Joe Mixon is down this year, too, because there's no offensive line. So, yeah. it's they're not even just that offense. They're that whole team, because the defense isn't great either. And the, Joe Burrow is just 500, almost 500 yards, uh, five touchdowns again. Each one of his receivers okay. was over 100 yards. I think T. Higgins was just under 100 yards. Like, he's that dude. And on the flip side of that... I don't think Trevor Lawrence is good, and I'm very confused because it it doesn't look like he can play. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Jacksonville? Is it is he just getting Jacksonville? I think it's Jacksonville. It's the place is terrible. Go ahead, Chelsea. Oh, I was just gonna say it's got to be the town. It's, it's, it's there, bad. Be something in the water. It's He's so bad. He, it's like he can't throw anymore. It's weird. Like. It just it blows my mind. I mean, he made a great throw at the end of the game. Obviously, that the Giants literally stopped by by a yard about by the by the by uh, who yeah. caught that ball, Christian Kirk. It was literally like he was stopped by his back. If his back was turned the other way, that ball's over the goal line and the Jags win. And perhaps I'm having a different conversation. But he also doesn't look good, and it's it's just baffling to me. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. What the f- what is going on there? Um, age not good. Uh, yeah, right. Aaron Rodgers is complaining about everything. Uh, but well, outside Aaron Rodgers probably still has COVID toe. Yeah, right. He got or or he's got the <clears throat> black lung, pa. The black lung. <laughs> My COVID toe. So My COVID thing, though, the Browns lost. Yeah, in, in another painful way. Like, please just keep losing in the most painful way. I mean, how much? How much just how torture do you want to inflict on those poor fans? As much as possible, thank you. Screw the team. Yeah. What they did, yeah, hiring Deshaun Watson to be their quarterback was disgusting during everything. Making him the highest paid quarterback throughout this whole game was disgusting. And then, oh, you were on the show, I don't think, Chelsea. I I informed Wes. Wes found out about this for the first time and had to Google it. The fans set up a massage table outside the stadium 
during tailgating, and the massage table had a boner sticking straight up into the air with a Deshaun Watson jersey draped over it, and the people had signs saying, she's lying, uh, it's not illegal to ask for a happy ending, and I'm just like, that whole sports town can just disappear. I, I can't deal okay. with it. Okay, can you just cut my, like, shocked approval? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so, never mind. I'm done. Yeah. They can suffer. They can, that, that whole, that whole, they can, all those fans can suffer. I know they're not all bad, and we just did a whole segment on let's not loop everyone in because of the actions of one, of one, but, but you know right now, yeah. that's what you get for being a Browns fan. Yeah, the way to stay classy, you're getting what you deserve. Hopefully, like, uh, they do the right thing and cut Deshaun Watson. We'll see. Uh, he had another trial come out against – or uh, another trial has been filed against him uh, as of last week. Last week. It's in the news. Yeah, it's in the news this week. He's really? he's refuting the charges in this one as well. Um, like I said before, it could be up to 65 women. It could be up to 65 women. We're, we're getting close to time. Uh, allegedly, it could be allegedly up to 65 women that, that have come forward or that have said something. It's, we're only at, like, I think, what is it, 28 that have said something. How did so. I miss this? I know I was, like, sicking on my deathbed for, like, two weeks, but, like, how did I miss all <laughs> Yeah, it, it was Jeez. it was pretty gross. Yeah, it was, it was all over Twitter. Okay. Uh, people were really grossed out. I was grossed out. Um, and, and then, of course, we saw the picture of the fan with his son holding up the – he has his son holding up uh, – a sign that talks about like uh, misogyny and it's, it's derogatory towards women. I mean, and it's a kid like, and we wonder why we're raising such shitheads for lack of a better word. And it's because of you, it's because of the parents, like you're doing dumb things. And why do women keep getting mistreated? Cause of you, sir, because of you. Cause now your son thinks that this is the way it's okay to treat women. So yeah. So just so, hashtag believe women. Yeah. Please. It's, so yeah. So, so thank you, Chelsea. As you can see, she's on our side. Browns fans can lose like that for all of eternity. If they do the right thing, perhaps yeah. I'll change my position. But the second he touches the field, I think this will be my position for at least the next five to ten years. Um, yeah, I got to okay. talk about them right. because they're an NFL team. But you know what? Whatever, dude. You guys can do your thing. Uh, so, Chelsea, Clay Thompson starts a small riot. What happened there? I still haven't quite – I haven't quite seen – what's going on in the videos. It's not really clear. It just sounds like everybody gets mad at each other. Clay Thompson gets ejected, then starts jawing at the benches on his way out. More technical fouls, seven technical fouls in total. Just the Warriors Suns game. I don't know. Breaking news. That's all I know. It came out just before the show. <laughs> the show was tired, and the Warriors but, uh, lost. That's all that matters. But I, well, that too, but seven technical fouls and it wasn't like a clear the benches everybody's fighting kind of situation it was no you know rumble at the palace it was just like dang it just yeah the refs were just teeing everybody up so i don't understand yeah chelsea but sealed it it's definitely gonna be called pat mcafee because she just called it rumble <laughs> in the palace instead of malice in the palace like she's mad the thousand today <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love it. <laughs> the information. I the word that no, it's okay. The, the information has been amazing. It's it's amazing information you're giving us based on it. But I know, like, people are gonna focus in on like, did you just say rumble in the palace? <laughs> so perfect. Um, Yankees were swept. Sorry, Chelsea. I know that's another one for you. You're a evil yeah, empire fan. Hot. So, yeah. so if it's Rumble at the Palace, can we call it the Royal Rumble? 
<laughs> We've got John Hamm being a, a marketing campaign, like a full-fledged marketing campaign. Yeah, I mean, this guy's out here, like, doing, like, progressive insurance commercials. He's out here sports-washing for Qatar. Like, I swear I have a conspiracy theory that John Hamm is three lobbyists in a trench coat. There is no John Hamm. He's just an illusion. It's just lobbyists. Trying yeah, I, to brainwash you. You you maybe found his right in the end. But you know who's <laughs> not trying to brainwash anybody and will not be brainwashed? Marshawn Lynch. All he wants that to guy. all he wants to do is what, Wes? Go ahead. What is the only thing he wants to do? <laughs> Run through a motherfucker's face. Exactly. Over and 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 over. So Is there and, a deeper and, metaphor to that? Run through a fucker's face. <laughs> so so i mean we get to do some marshall lynch appreciation whether it be riding the trainer's cart throughout the stadium uh whether it be uh shaking his dreads in oakland coliseum before the raiders left for las vegas uh he is an amazing unicorn in sports that is just uniquely himself and and people wonder why we're all drawn to him and it's because he's himself and we love him some marshall we love us some marshall pardon me and espn I don't know what they were thinking, but they had him on a live broadcast, and boom, Marshawn went Marshawn. <laughs> the, the best part was he, he said, motherfucker, whoop. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't mean that shit, and just like kept going, <laughs> which is also another FCC fine. But, you know, you Got do. Got him you. twice. <laughs> Got him twice. Um, and it was right after he had his sweet little mom next to him, so it's just even more like, oh, man. <laughs> He he is uh, he has made that family generational money, and I I love it. That that is amazing, and you guys are amazing for listening to us. We appreciate you. This was another long episode, uh, but stick with us. I promise it's all amazing content. You can reach us at the Sad Fan Cast uh, on Twitter. You can reach me at the Sad Fan Twelve on Twitter, and you can reach the whole show on our YouTube channel at the Sad Fan Media Group. Um, So please come back next week. Have a great one. Go Ducks.